1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly. It. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn
1: out. I tell them I'm not
0: like the rest. Hi guys, welcome back to the I love you so much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. I hope you guys are having the best day ever. I hope you guys are not forgetting that The Breadwinning Housewife merch is available you guys need a good gift. I'm telling you, we have these beautiful sets. We have these beautiful trucker hats. We have these beautiful totes. I just got a message from our dear friend, Lauren Elizabeth, saying she just purchased her trucker. So if you guys want to match me or you want to match Lauren Elizabeth or, you know, all the cool kids in town, check it out. But anyways, I hope you guys are having the best week. I just got back from New York. I am, you know, jam-packed this month. I've been looking at my Google Calendar every hour, because honestly, it's a little bit overwhelming. And while yes, work is crazy. Uh, My social life is equally as crazy at this point. I'm really fitting in everything. You know, I really truly believe that I am Mrs. Claus. But today's episode, we have Megan Roop on the show. I loved her. She is so calming and inspiring. And she talks about health and fitness in a way that is so Attainable and approachable. It's not intimidating. It's not like, you know, really sceney and LA and very like, I don't know, either unhealthy or just like scary, something that you can never do. She talks about it in such a way that is really approachable. It's not overwhelming. She just feels like your fun friend. And I love her workouts. I've been using the Sculpt Society at home lately, and I have been obsessed. So I really loved having her on. We are talking about just having a healthy relationship with health and fitness, positive body image, positive body image and self-talk. We talked about this a little bit, just, you know, self-love in general on an episode a few months back with Paul Fishman. And so many of you guys love that so much. So I think this is the topic that really hits home. And if you guys want me to talk about it with more people, let me know. I'm always happy to. But I really hope you guys enjoy this. Definitely check out the Sculpt Society. Those workouts are not scary. Like, I'm queen of senior LA workout classes, okay? Like, I've done it all. I've, you know, and I love those, I really do. But Megan Roop, I would recommend to everyone. Like there's not really many workouts that I would recommend to every single person that I know. And with the Sculpt Society, I really would, okay? I wanted to do this episode in December too because I just get so sidetracked and I just like honestly, like my health and fitness just kind of like goes out the window, which is totally fine. The problem for me is that that's how I work out a lot of my anxiety and how I just get energy. So I find myself feeling so run down and tired and overwhelmed And then I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not getting any movement in or like I'm not actually taking care of myself, which is something I'm trying to make sure it doesn't happen this holiday season. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But without further ado, let's welcome Megan on to the show. So I'm here with the health and wellness queen. I am very exciting. I keep saying, exci- I'm very exciting. I'm very excited. I don't know <laughs> when I switch those two words, but welcome to the show. Oh. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. You have blown up. Like you are literally everywhere. How, you, how do you that. feel? I don't know. I think when you're just in,
1: my tush off that I I mean, I appreciate that. I'm glad that it it seems like that's happening. You know, it's been it's been a crazy roller coaster and I'm just trying to stay really focused on my community and continuing just to show up. And it's it's a lot. Yeah.
0: I heard you on my friend Lauren's podcast say that you didn't take a maternity leave.
1: Oh God, the worst decision I ever made. Yeah. Are
0: you dying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. By the way, mom's out there take a maternity leave. Yeah. I'm a bona fide workaholic. Mm -hmm. So it was a, tough for me to understand what it meant to take time off, but also I'm a small team. So we're super scrappy. And yes, I wasn't filming live workouts on the Sculpt Society app while I was, you know, postpartum, but I was still behind the scenes, you know, on Zoom calls and meetings and emails. And yeah, it just, unfortunately when you're an entrepreneur in these early days, like it's seven days a week, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't turn off. I'm hoping I can get to a place where I can have some days off and, and have more of a, of a Quote unquote balance. Yes. But I don't know. For my personality, I don't know if I'll ever get there. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm being honest.
0: Have you seen it? I think it's a meme and it's something along the lines of I didn't want to work a nine to five, so now I just work 24 seven. Oh my gosh. That's I haven't, but that's, it. that's, that's me. Yeah. 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 It's also, I think entrepreneurship is very glorified. And while it's a really incredible thing and there's so many good things that come with it. You don't see that side of it. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think people really especially in our generation
1: have really glamorized it and it's like this need for everyone to prove themselves to be an entrepreneur. And I think it's okay if if that's not in your cards. And, and I think there are plenty of people who can be really happy in organizations because it's, I think once you're in the thick of it and you're owning your own company and, and really running it and it's dependent on you, yeah, it's not glamorous, you mm-hmm. know?
0: And then it brings on all the added like anxieties and added pressure and added stress, yeah. especially when you're front facing and it's li- like quite literally you doing it. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I want to talk a lot about body positivity and not being super hard on yourself. I am someone I love working out. We were talking about this before. I don't feel like I've had a negative relationship with food or anything, but I think sometimes I get so routine to my workouts to where if I'm not going every single day, one, it does definitely working out helps my mental health a lot. So if I'm not working out and moving, I notice it. So it starts there. And then it gets to the point where I'm like shaming myself for not working out. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about like, how do I get out of that headspace? And how do I give myself grace? I'm very similar work wise. I love working 24 seven. I expect a lot out of myself and I can be very hard on myself. So if someone's listening and can relate to that, what would be your best advice to kind of shifting your perspective with fitness?
1: Yeah, I get so many questions like that. I think there's a lot of people out there who who think if they haven't done hours of a workout a day or if it hasn't killed them, then they it's not enough. Or I get the the kind of the opposite where it's like, I really want this workout routine and I don't know where to start and I feel overwhelmed. And I actually think the answer to both is the same. It's it's actually let's let's take the pressure off. Let's commit a little bit less and let's just be successful in in a smaller workout. It, it doesn't need to be this this long huge program that we commit to and and I think again, I think there's just this notion that unless we're like dying from a workout, unless we've done all of this cardio, especially for women who think that they need tons of cardio, that they've somehow failed. And like you said, there's like this sense of shame that they haven't accomplished what they wanted to for their physical fitness. And I think as women, we really need to take that pressure off and just commit to less. Let's do less. I love that. Let's do less. <laughs> Let's do less. Also, because we, if it's programmed correctly, by yeah. the way, I did a 20-minute workout. All I did today was 20 minutes. And I can tell you it was, A, mental health, check. Felt so much better. B, check in the sense that it was only 20 minutes, under half an hour. And it was really effective. It was programmed in a way that got my heart rate up. I was you know sculpting, sweating, all the things I wanted. And then I moved on. I want to
0: talk about that because this is something that I learned a few years ago when I switched to doing like Pilates style, like sculpting workouts. And I really at that point was just working out for mental health. And then all of a sudden my body completely changed and I've always worked out. So before when I was doing other like fitness classes where it was really cardio based or I thought I literally had to be dying by the end of the workout in maybe like a crazy HIT workout or whatever it was, I noticed way more changes in my body through a Pilates sculpt class. And I think, you know, people like you and Melissa Wood Health have really introduced that online because before all you would see or all I would see at least would be like the HIT workouts on YouTube. I don't want to do a HIT workout on YouTube like that. That's not really what I want. I want a sculpting class. I want to actually enjoy the workouts. And just personally speaking, that's not really always what I want to do. Yeah. And I think, listen, I think I come from a place with
1: fitness and food of really moving intuitively, eating intuitively. So I think, hey, if if a hit class is your jam, stick with it. Like that's fine. I think for me, that doesn't bring me joy. As cheesy See as that sounds. Yes. You know, what brings me joy is a low impact sculpt workout with a sprinkle of dance cardio to my favorite jam, you know, moving to the beat of the music. And I think for so long, I was killing myself doing hours of cardio. You know, I have like these memories of being at crunch gym, like being on the treadmill and like tracking every step and calorie I was burning. And I didn't enjoy one second of it. And I think it's the mindset of switching and finding something that you love and enjoy and, and f- you feel like is is working um, that you can commit to that doesn't require all of this cardio, that it's it's much more of like a low impact sprinkle of cardio. Like I said before, that that for me, like you, that's when I noticed the biggest difference in my body. I was doing hours of cardio before not seeing a single change happen. And when I actually implemented more of that strength, that sculpt, that's when I saw the good stuff happen.
0: Yeah, and it's really nice because that's actually what I like to do. Yeah. And that's actually what worked for me. I have this conversation with friends all the time and I'm like, you really don't need necessarily to be doing that if you really hate it. Like no. do one, what makes you happy. Yeah. For me, I've I've noticed in my own fitness journey that if I don't like the workout, it's just not gonna do anything good for me. I'm gonna dread it every single day. I'm not gonna well, be not happy. you're not gonna commit to it either. Or, exactly. Like long term.
1: That's why <laughs> why diets don't work. That's why these fad workouts don't work. You have to find something that you enjoy that you can stick to because that's the consistency is where all of that great stuff comes into play. And that's when you start to see changes physically and mentally, right? It's the consistency of showing up for yourself in, by the way, in a small way, like 20, 30 minutes a day. Like you don't need to be doing this hours a day. So commit to less, but commit to less to something that you really enjoy and you look forward to.
0: I couldn't think of a more fitting episode to talk about BetterHelp with. Sometimes when it comes to body image, confidence, just certain things that we talked about in the episode with Megan, really, I think it's best to get help from a professional, which is why I'm really excited to be talking about BetterHelp today. They are one of my favorite sponsors on the podcast. I'm very open about therapy. I go every Thursday at one. I am there every single week. Um, And I just think it's really helpful. I know how much of a difference it's made in my life in my family's life, in my friend's life. And so I am like the number one advocate for therapy. So BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You are able to send a message to your counselor at any time and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Again, guys, that is like the best thing ever, okay? Okay. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You are able to find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. You can find licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self esteem. Anything you share is confidential, it is convenient, it is professional, and it is affordable. You guys are able to check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is BetterHelp, dot com slash Kenzie. How did you get to having this outlook on health and wellness? you know, it came from a lot of years of like self-torture.
1: You know, I think in my early 20s, I tortured myself in the gym. I was yo-yo dieting. I was really unhappy with my body and just hyper-focused. And I got to a point where I was so sick of it. I was like, I'm not living life. I'm I'm just in this like tunnel, like this little hole of, of, of yo-yo dieting and, and like living at the gym on a cardio machine. And it just, I knew there was more you know, outside of that. And so it really took some time, you know, doing self-work and finding a way of moving that felt good for me. And I think that was the missing component, really healing my relationship with food, eating intuitively, not having a good or bad foods, like really making sure I was just loving food and, and, and not, you know, saying that I couldn't have this or that. So that was one component. And then the other component was finding a way of moving that felt just really fun for me. And that, that's what the Sculpt idea is. It's a really fun way of working out. And I think the two of those, you know, were, was like a very powerful moment for me.
0: How did you heal your relationship with food? You know, I probably should have been in therapy.
1: I will say that. I probably would have healed a lot quicker. I read a book called Women, Food, and God by Janine Roth. And that really switched things for me. And she really kind of introduced this idea of intuitive eating. And that was a really big eye opener for me. I think most people, if you're hyper focused on something, whether you're, you know, for me, it was food, I always say it could be sex or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. It's usually you're, you're not really dealing with the actual issue. Like if you are so obsessed with something or, or overusing something. And for me, you know, it it came down to my, my dance career and pursuing dance at the time I wasn't. And I think... I was distracting myself from all of those feelings by numbing myself with food. And so realizing that and then understanding that and being able to interpret it and taking the emotion out of eating and really um, leaning into it from a place of of intuition and and not from a place of wanting to numb.
0: That's really, really helpful. Yeah. What are some of your go-to maybe like snacks or meals that you just love now?
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important too. Like I I eat healthy, but I also, I not that I, I, again, I don't like to villainize food, but I have a very well-rounded diet. I don't, I I eat everything. I truly do. So I think it's finding, if you're someone who's struggling to find those healthy meals or go-to meals, it's just like fitness, figuring out what works for you. And also that makes you feel satisfied, right? If you have a big salad and you're like, this is disgusting and you hated it, you're probably going to want to grab the processed, whatever after but if you're having a meal that you're like damn that was delicious and I feel satisfied and full it's just gonna be a different experience with food for you so for me go to snacks I'm a big chip fan (laughs) I love chips but I really love corn doesn't sit really well with me I definitely feel that when I eat corn so I love like uh, a bean chip there's bean fields there's from the ground up which is a cauliflower chip I definitely still have my more tortilla chips you know I love hummus veggies I'm trying to think of my other go-to. I'll do like a fruit smoothie. I got really into that in pregnancy and postpartum. Just things that, again, I get excited to eat. If you're not excited to eat your meal, like again, you just need to find those those go-to meals for yourself.
0: I love your approach because it's not like fear or shame based. Mm. And I think that's a lot of, not even just like the fitness industry, but even just more individually, I think a lot of us have a very unhealthy view with health and fitness or feeling like we should be doing this and should be doing that or you're never doing enough, never doing enough yeah, and I think that's really healthy, even just like a 20 minute workout getting some sort of movement in like yeah. things like that and where it's actually effective, I think is so helpful yeah, it's this all or nothing mentality that really sets us up to fail. We have so much
1: going on in our lives we're all so busy like. We just need to commit to less. <laughs> we really do. And I think it's for me, I would so much rather have a client do 10 minutes a day, a couple times a week than one or two massive workouts. You're gonna get so much more out of it. And also just from a mental health standpoint, you know, you're setting yourself up for your day after 10 minutes of movement consistently in such a more positive, grounded way then, you know, the weeks where you get one or two huge workouts and what what, the other days of the week, you know, aren't going to necessarily feel great, I think, Mm -hmm. for people mentally.
0: The all or nothing mindset. I am that way with so many things. I'm very like, go big or go home. And I relate to you with having, you know, like loving work and maybe overdoing it sometimes. So what are some tips or things that you are currently trying to implement that are, not necessarily, I don't think that like the perfect balance exists. I think a lot of it is like priorities and things change, but what are some tips that you might have for creating the healthy relationship with work?
1: Well, things, I mean, I could probably list them off and these are probably things I should implement Mm -hmm. more of. I know the things to do. I just sometimes don't do them like we all do. I think saying more, no more, you know, I think um, we don't need to attend every event or or do everything. I think as an entrepreneur, I tend to say yes to everything because it's this idea of FOMO and, and be more selective with my time. I think for work, for me, it's it's getting into a groove where I'm really listing out top priority things I need to to accomplish, but then not necessarily thinking that I have to do the whole list, picking those top four things and doing them. For myself, sending less emails on the weekend, maybe to my small team, right? Little things that I can set an example for that we don't need to all be working around the clock. You know, setting stricter work hours. You know, I'm working from nine to six or nine to five, or whatever your hours are. And really, I think for me, Harlow, my my four-month-old has really helped me with that because, you know, she at, at a certain time, I have to do bath time. I have to do the whole nighttime routine. And, and that's forced me to step away from my computer and, and realize, okay, like that time is not mine now. The day is over and now it's family time. And I'm sure there's more that I'm I'm not thinking of, but I think those are small things that we can all start to do a little more
0: of. No, that's very healthy. I think that's a really great thing. It's also... It's like a topic I think I'm pretty passionate about because I don't think that, I think there's great things that have come out of like hustle culture, but I think there's a lot of negative things that have, you know, people are finding their identity in work. A hundred years ago, you weren't like, your identity wasn't in the career that you had and what you do. And so it gets a little bit tricky, especially in like the digital age when it literally is your face. I know. And it gets tricky when you're the boss. Yeah. And everything does in a way kind of rely on you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's tough too. I, you know, I get so excited with the community over on Instagram and I, and I want to respond to DMs and, and be, you know, I want to be able to have that conversation because I feel so lucky that I can really talk to my, my members who are on the Sculpt Study app on Instagram. And there's like that direct feedback, but I do think there is, I'm sure for you on social too, it's this, it's this pressure to be constantly on and, and just giving myself you know, a little bit more of a boundary setting with time and and when I'm on and when I'm not um, with Instagram.
0: I don't know about you guys, but my Google calendar this month is insane. My friends and I are crazy. We have so many plans. I mean, it's the holiday season. All right, guys, it's a very big deal. Got a lot of things to go to. I've got a lot of things to do. That means I have a lot of outfits to plan for. I don't have that kind of money. I'm not trying to buy a new outfit for everything. That is where Newly has come in and honestly saved the day because now I have really, really, really cute outfits and it didn't break the bank. So if you guys are unaware, Newly is going to be your best companion this holiday season. They are a monthly clothing rental subscription. So you guys are able to choose any six styles you want to rent each month. So you can choose whatever you want for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. I always like to go for outerwear. That is like my honestly, outerwear is like my love language, my favorite thing ever. But I also have a few black tie events. I'm going as front dates. I just had a bunch of things that I needed to get done, and like clothes that I wasn't gonna rewear a ton. And that is why Newly is like the best thing ever. You also have access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. So everything from party dresses to premium denim and one of a kind vintage pieces. They also stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus size up to 5X plus maternity, which we love. They carry like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Free People Anthropology, and more. They also offer fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. There's no laundry for you to worry about. Okay, guys, if you guys are not already sold, you also have the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 75% off. I recently did this with one of my jackets in my newly rental subscription because I was that obsessed and I didn't want to give it back. Newly is designed to give you everything you need to get inspired, get creative, and explore your style. You're able to check out new trends, silhouettes, and sizes without any commitments. Free your closet of the only war at once impulse purchases and buyer's remorse by renting them instead. It's really great for everyday wear, and then also it's just incredible for events. It's also flexible, so there are no fees, no late fees, no damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button, you spill some wine, or you just need to take a break after the holidays. Your life needs to flex, and Newly gets it. Newly is already at a great value of eighty-eight dollars a month for any six styles, but right now you can get twenty dollars off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code I Love You Twenty. Just go to n u u l y dot That is newly with two U's, and enter the code I love you twenty at sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month. That is n u u l y dot Newly with two U's with code I love you twenty. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I also want to talk to you about positive self-talk. Mm. I know you love your mantras. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. I want to be a mantra girl, so I'm going to be taking notes. <laughs> um, and also, I think this is a really important thing that I really do want to learn because my friends and I were talking yesterday just about health in general. Yeah, And we were just talking about kind of the in-between of like I want to get healthy and but not in knowing that you're just maybe not in the best like space, mm. but also giving yourself grace and being easy on yourself in the process of going through a health journey. Um, so I think that mantras yeah. and positive self-talk maybe is what I'm missing.
1: Yeah. I've always been a believer in just the power of how you're talking to yourself. So I think for me, it took me a really, a long time to understand, especially in my early twenties, that that conversation was so negative and it was just, it was feeding into this just constant negative cycle. And I couldn't get out of the loop until I really understood the stories and the things I was saying to myself. So I think a small step that we can all do is just tune in. Like, how are you talking to yourself? Like when you look into the mirror and you have an outfit on, like, are you saying that you look ugly or you look fat or you're whatever? The things we say to ourselves really make impact. And I think step one is just like tune in, like how are you speaking to yourself? Step two is implementing, you know, talking back to that voice. I sometimes have to talk back to, to my own uh, voices in my head. And, and I think that's been really powerful. And then mantras. Yeah. I think if you're having a moment in the day, whether you're anxious or whatever, it's usually because you haven't taken a breath or maybe just having a, a go-to mantra for me right now is I'm worthy. Sometimes I have this imposter syndrome and I'm, and I, you know, can get in my head and it's just taking that pause and telling that I'm, I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm worthy. And I think I'm believing it, you know, and just really feeling and breathing into that. And I know it can sound really cheesy, but whatever mantra you have that is powerful or speaks to you, yeah, pick one and and just use it throughout the week and see how it feels and makes you feel.
0: That is really good. I'm going to start doing that. I'm literally about to be texting you. I'm worthy of doing (laughs) my mantras. That's where we're going. I also want to talk about the Sculpt Society. I know you've talked about how you've started it in the early days, but what do you think is the reason or maybe a reason that it's really taken off? There's so many people in the fitness space in general, and you are definitely an outlier. What do you think you guys or you have brought to the table that's different or maybe people have connected with?
1: Yeah, I think I'm really specific about how I speak to my community in, in fitness and and. and- women specifically on the whole goal for me with the Sculpt Society is truly to empower women through movement. So how do I do that? My words, like we just discussed are so powerful, right? So I'm constantly speaking to making the movement feel good for you, taking the pressure off, let loose, let's get messy with it. And I think for so long, fitness has been kind of this boot campy, you know, um, you're having your instructor yell at you. And and while there is a crowd that loves that, it never really resonated with me. And I think that's one aspect that I know resonates with my community is I never do before and after photos. It's never about a thigh gap or six pack abs. It's truly about feeling good. And I think the more we can lean into feeling good, not only are we going to feel better, but we're going to get better results because we're not so hyper-focused on the physical and what we look like. I think on the other side of that, I really have a strong program. You know, if you are doing the Sculpt Society, you're going to feel better, you're going to feel more grounded, and you're also going to get kick-ass results. And I think that that speaks for itself in a way for so many of my clients. And then I think dance cardio, dance-based fitness, it's really intimidating. And I and I think what sets the Sculpt Society apart is it's really, you know, it's for non-dancers and dancers, like people can come in and take a class and feel successful. And I think for so many people, dance cardio feels very overwhelming. And I really know how to instruct to all levels and make it feel fun and and attainable.
0: That was something I was thinking about with you because I do feel like, I mean, I think studios in LA, I say that. And I went to like the most, one of the most sceny studios here, but I think that they can be very sceny and very overwhelming. And it's just a little bit intimidating and your workouts are the complete opposite of that. It's very welcoming. It's very friendly. It makes you feel like oh, I'm fine here. Like I can take a deep breath. Yeah. And that is definitely something I feel that has been missing in the fitness space. Yes, yes. Thank you for touching. That is a
1: massive, that's such a massive part of the Sculpt Society is just truly being a place that you feel included in. Everyone has a seat at. And that, you know, I, again, for so long in the boutique fitness space, specifically Dance based Card, Dance based Fitness, like it can feel very clicky. And I didn't want that. I wanted the Sculpt Society for everyone to come in and feel seen and it for it to be a place where friendships were made and community was at and I feel so deeply and passionate about that that it's exciting for me to see that that
0: start to happen as well online. It really is. It's quite the community. Let's talk, let's go way back when you started the Sculpt Society. Like what were the early days? What made you finally decide where were you at? What were you doing? Yeah. So I was working gosh,
1: so I went to school in New York. I was at NYU's dance program at Tish, you know, modern, contemporary, you graduate, they kind of throw you out onto the streets of New York and you're like, oh, I have to pay rent now. <laughs> this is really scary. So as I was auditioning for for professional work and as I started even to get work, I started side hustling and fitness and, you know, really started out thinking that it was going to be nothing but just a, a way to pay my bills. And then I just quickly really fell in love with it and just, you know, seeing the same woman every day and seeing the impact that I could have on them and moving in a way that felt really good you know in a dance-based fitness setting so being able to share that passion with other women and seeing a longevity in fitness that I didn't necessarily see in, in dance anymore for me it had been a couple years dancing professionally with the NBA which was amazing but I was getting burnt out and I saw fitness just filling my cup up in, in such a bigger way and got really excited on on you know, learning more about fitness. So really dove deep into the boutique world in New York, you know, reformer Pilates, yoga, really educating myself, getting myself certified. So I taught for six and a half years and then launched the Sculpt Society in New York in 2017. This at the time was just in real life classes. I was teaching at two different studios. It was this incubator spaces in New York where you could go in, you could teach and, you know, you could create your community within in those studios and not deal with the brick and mortar and all that, go, that goes mm-hmm. into that, which was amazing for me at the time. You know, I was just starting out and I, I really could concentrate on the community. And then, you know, as it started to grow, I saw so many of my clients traveling or even online on social, they would say, I wish I could be in New York and take your class and I really saw the evolution of digital happening around us. You know, Peloton was, you know, exploding, and I saw this opportunity online. So I launched the Sculpt Society app in November of 2019.
0: Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. First off, perfect timing. Second, it's crazy that it's not been that long.
1: No, no, that is
0: wild. Did you have a following
1: before you started it? No, that's um, crazy. No, I didn't. My husband now husband says. <laughs> I met you when you had 300 followers. No, yeah, at the time I didn't. And I really thought I was so late to the game, 2017, you know. It Everyone felt, feels that way right? Though, regardless. Yes, it felt late. And, but I knew it was such an important aspect of the job, really, if I, you know, to create a business and really um, create that buzz. I understood I use social all the time and I needed to create that community, on Instagram as well. So really just did my best in New York City. I did I worked with a lot of influencers and celebrities and of course that helped, but I also think word of mouth was so strong in that community in NYC. I
0: truly believe that I am Mrs. Claus. Like I'm not humble, okay? And I really believe wholeheartedly that I am truly the best gift giver in the world, which honestly it's it's true, okay? And I'm here to give you guys two really great gifts if you need something for a friend, for a sister, for a secret Santa, white elephant, for a co-worker, whatever it is, okay? So we're going to Ana Luisa, which is my favorite place to get jewelry. They have the most beautiful jewelry and the most insane prices. They're affordable. It's just the best stuff ever, and it looks so much more expensive than it actually is. So the first thing I'm going to say is there is a jewelry case if you know someone and it's like a coworker, someone you just don't know that well and you don't know what to get them this jewelry case is beautiful go to Anna Luisa type in jewelry case it's this like green velvet little set it's so cute it's perfect for travel so it's perfect honestly year-round but it's like a little bit more festive it's great for travel honestly this is just such a good safe gift that's actually something that people are going to use I feel like when you don't know what to get you get them something random they don't even touch it listen the jewelry case I'm telling you right now that is a great one the prices are extremely fair with jewelry starting at $39 They have new jewelry collections released every Friday. So the site is always fresh. They have engravable gifts if you want it to be a little more personalized. They also have Zodiac necklaces. I mean, this stuff is so good. Wedding gifts, baby shower gifts. I'm telling you, Ana Luisa is where it's at. This stuff is so cute. I personally wear it all the time, but I'm telling you, as far as gifts go, this is the place you need to be. I absolutely recommend checking out Ana Luisa. It is just shop.analuisa.com slash I love you. I love them and their pieces start at $39 with sales up to 25% off. Get your holiday gift on at shop.analuisa.com slash I love you. Be sure to use my link. It is shop.analuisa.com slash I love you. Do you have any best practices for growing your Instagram in the fitness space? Gosh,
1: you know, I... I always say this I, and I still do this. I reached out to so many people and, you know, I would DM influencers and celebrities and be like, hey, you don't know me, but I I have this amazing class. I'd love for you to either come to it or or do a private with you. And that, you know, I would say one in 50 would respond to me. <laughs> so it wasn't, you know, but that that's people did respond and that, that slowly helped and then word of mouth slowly spread. And I think, yeah, I get, definitely, you know, getting those those certain influencers in and, and having them experience the Squalp Society and talk about it on on their Instagram page and that cross promotion is is really was a big way in how I grew in the beginning for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's how I found you was yeah. seeing you through other people. Yeah. yeah. Very helpful. <laughs> if you could go back and talk to your younger self who didn't have, you know, as great of a relationship with health, wellness, fitness, yeah. whatever you want to call it at the time. Yeah what would you say? I would tell her to go to see a
1: therapist and then I would tell her, like I tell most people to take the pressure off, that, that I was so focused on, uh, not focused, I felt so lost. In my purpose and what I was doing that I just felt like I was never going to find what, you know, my true path. And I, I just, I would tell her like, it's all going to, it's all going to fall into place. If you had told me at 19, like I was going to be in fitness, I would have laughed at you. I think it was just continuing to lean into the things that made me happy and continuing to realize that that would open up into a different path for me helped, but it took me a while to understand that. So I would tell 19, 20 year old Megan, like, continue to do those things that make you happy, work really hard. It's all going to fall into place.
0: I love what you said or bringing up like feeling lost Mm. on this podcast. We talk a lot about advice and navigating your 20s. That's like a very hot topic recently because I don't feel like I guess no one really knows what they're doing, but your 20s are really confusing.
1: Very confusing. Very confusing.
0: No one tells you that either. Yeah. Once I graduated college And I was a year out. I don't know. I was a hot mess a year out of college. I was like, okay, wait a second. I actually don't know what I'm doing. And I'm someone who already had a career. Mm. And I was like, okay, if I feel confused and I don't know what I'm doing, like how much did my friends when we would talk about it, but no one was talking about it publicly. I know you said, you know, lean into the things that you like, but do you have any other advice for maybe someone who's either navigating just feeling really lost or even just their 20s in general?
1: Yeah, I think A, like the reality is your 20s are messy and they're supposed to be messy. You're supposed to fuck up. You're supposed to get the job that you hate because guess what? The job that you hate is going to teach you what you don't want in your next job. So all of it is learning. It's shitty, it sucks. And you just want this clear path, but that's not gonna happen. So I think embracing that and just knowing that, you know, I think if you are, I know for me as a creative, I didn't know how to make it like work with all the things I was interested in. I think- how I was able to make the sculpt society work is I had a side hustle in fashion, and that was paying the bill. so I always think a side hustle is great. Have something that can is you know financially stable for you you can you can do it, you can check in check out, but you have whatever creative side hustle that you want to be happening eventually going on and you can start that way. I don't think it needs to be all or nothing in that in Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial world as well. Um, If you want to dip your toe in in something, you can you can still do that, but have something stable so that the financial pressure is. But again, that's super tough in your 20s. And I get it. Like, I don't think I think all of us need to be talking about it more. And I'm so happy that we are. I don't think I felt really clear in what I was doing until I was in like, gosh, 31. Everyone tells me
0: that. <laughs> I'm like, I will thrive in my 30s. I'm 24 yeah. now, so I have six Oh my God, you're years. 24? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. But I'm looking forward to my 30s, not wishing away my 20s, but I'm excited for that decade of my life. Oh my God, you know? 24. I-, I was at the height of my like hotness,
1: Megan, self.
0: I kept saying, I'm like, is anyone else having the worst year of their life at 23? I'm like, I'm so confused. Like every time I would bring it up to someone, they would be like, oh my God, me too. But no one was talking about it. I have like publicly, and there's not even that many. I'm like such a reader. If I have a problem with anything, I'm like, is there a book? Like, I will Google the issue that I'm having, order the book to my Kindle, I read it that night. Yeah. And so that's yeah. how I deal with things. And there's not even that many books about like navigating your 20s. So I was like, maybe I am the only person. Turns out, false alarm, I'm really not. <laughs> but <laughs> it but felt like it. it. But also, I mean, gosh, you're
1: 24 and you have, I mean, you have like a thriving career. That's at, I'm blown away. I think, though, you are going to look back the next six years, you are going to learn so much about yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. also a big thing. I think giving yourself the space to learn about yourself in your 20s, like there's you're going to learn and develop in so many ways and your interests are going to change and all of these things are going to happen.
0: So let it get messy and let it not be perfect. This time of year for me is the busiest time of year with work. I've really actually been having trouble falling asleep in the past few months, and it has really not been my favorite thing to deal with, okay? There's been a lot of talk about all the benefits of CBD, but it is honestly really hard to find reliable products. I've been hearing about CBD forever. I've tried it off and on. It gets a little bit overwhelming, and I just like didn't know what to use, okay? So Papa and Barkley creates award-winning CBD solutions for pain, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. And unlike less effective CBD brands, they have an unmatched, clean, chemical-free, whole plant process with proven results. I personally am so stressed at this time of year and I am having the hardest time sleeping. And that is why Papa and Barkley has truly been such a game changer. I have been on the go literally nonstop every hour. Like my Google calendar right now is crazy. And you know, honestly, that's, that's my own fault, right? I've been traveling, I've been all over the place and my sleep schedule has been completely out of whack. That is why the CBN Sleep Relief Gummies from Papa and Barkley have really been changing the game. I just take these at night before I go to bed and it helps me so much actually not only get to sleep, but also stay asleep, which is exactly what I needed I love the branding I love the packaging it looks cute on my nightstand it looks cute in my bags when I'm traveling I love that they're committed to cleaner more effective more reliable CBD products I can trust them I love the brand and I will try any product from them so and I really really trust the brand Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief bomb to ease his father's debilitating back pain I mean what a son right From that bomb, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical bombs, oils, tinctures, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant, full-spectrum CBD. Today, they are the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can ship nationwide. Their CBD relief bomb delivers hours of comfort with simple plant-based ingredients in an at-home use test with over 300 participants, users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just 1 week of using The Bomb. The award-winning CBD oil relief drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort and supporting a good night's sleep. That is what we need this holiday season, all right? So Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. Go to PapaandBarclayCBD.com slash I love you for 20% off your first purchase. That is 20% off for your new customers at P A P A and B-A-R-K-L-E-Y CBD.com slash I love you. I think something that has been a little bit difficult, I've been on the internet since I was 16 and obviously you're going to change your mind and change and evolve yeah. in so many ways in eight years especially at that time period. And so while I don't necessarily feel like I hold myself to, you know, something that I, it's never it's not controversial by any means. It's literally just, I like apples one day, I like sure. oranges the next, like something stupid. I just feel a little bit more kind of like tied to who I once was or something like that. And so I've been trying to like take the pressure off and kind yeah. of like celebrate changing yeah. and evolving. And, you know, I'm obviously- I don't want to be who I was at 20. Not that I don't like who I was at 20, but I'm just not, I have four more years of life experience. Obviously yeah. I'm going to change. Yeah. And that's been a really kind of hard thing for me. And then I think as I change, then I like look back at, you know, Kinsey at 20 and I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, I, I liked her then. Like she got me here, but I have this weird view of that. But overall, I really do want to work on just kind of taking the pressure off of myself. What are practical ways? Cause you talk about that a lot. But what are practical ways that you personally have been able to take the pressure off? I
1: think not that I'm like my community is like my therapy, but on Instagram, I really by taking the pressure off, I really have tried to not use filters on Instagram. And I think that's almost like it's like this is me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really showing you guys like this is me. And that holds me accountable. It also takes the pressure off for me in a way that like this idea of perfection and how Megan has to look perfect. Well, I don't look perfect all the time. Like, like I look like crap most of the time. So like, let's just put it out there. This is who I am in this moment. And I think like you were saying, almost vocalizing, and you're vocalizing it now, but vocalizing that on social, that you are going through this because so many women are going through the same thing you are going through. And like having that person to look to is going to be so valuable for them to hear that their feelings they're not alone in those feelings. I think other ways to take the pressure off from fitness, I think committing to less. I'm also a recovering perfectionist and just realizing that it, all things don't need to be perfect all the time and to embrace my own mess more, taking my own advice to my clients.
0: Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much. This podcast episode is slightly turned into my own therapy message. <laughs> or, like I think a lot of people relate to it. But thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you and how do they sign up for The Sculpt Society? Yes, find me on social. I'm at Megan Roop
1: at The Sculpt Society. You can get a seven day free trial and 25% off your first month with Kenzie 25 when you sign up through our website, thesculptsociety.com. Yay,
0: perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, don't forget to check out the Breadwinning Housewife merch. Be sure to join our Geneva group chat. We are always talking in there. We have different rooms for advice. We have room for product racks. I mean, we have rooms based on the cities you live in. I literally meet you guys in person and you guys became friends on the Geneva app. So I don't know if that just means that I am such an incredible matchmaker or that it really has nothing to do with me. But, you know, I don't know. Well, I want to make it about myself, so I will. So anyways, join the Geneva group chat. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday.